Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text Monica to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I am Monica Crowley and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for being with me on this Monday as we kick off a brand new week. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Don't forget to follow me on social media. My Instagram account is at Monica Crowley underscore. You can go there for news about me and the show and photos and all kinds of good stuff. Plus on Twitter and Truth Social, I am at Monica Crowley. Also, don't forget to send me an email about this show. Let me know what's on your mind. The email address is Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Again, Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, we've got a ton of stuff to get to today. We usually get a full plate on Monday. Today is no exception. Today, I want to deal with the attacks on the Supreme Court. And what happened yesterday morning, Mother's Day, in Wisconsin, and how it all links with the march of communism here in the United States. Speaking of communism, I've got another important story about the World Health Organization, the WHO, and Joe Biden selling us out to the WHO. The WHO is controlled by the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. They are all in bed together. And there is something coming down the pike here very fast, which I want to let you know about. We'll probably have more on this later in the week on this program, but I've got to raise the alarm now. The story is starting to get out there, but nobody is really aware of what's going on. I'm going to bring it to you. Also today, we're going to speak to one of the best and one of the very few real investigative journalists around 
Natalie Winters of the National Pulse. She has been breaking important stories on the CCP's influence here in America, and she's going to be here to share some of her latest finds. It's going to blow you away. She also led some of the big breaking stories on the Hunter Biden laptop. She has actually seen the entire laptop, the entire hard drive. So we're going to ask her about that too. You see her on Steve Bannon's war room. And today she will be here with news. Plus, we will dip into the mailbag, as I mentioned. Okay, first up, the Monica memo. Over the weekend, the Democrat communists activated their shock troops to mobilize and head on over to the homes of Supreme Court Justices Roberts and Kavanaugh. And they say that they're there to protest the possible overturning of Roe v. Wade, but we really know what they're all about, which is the intentional teardown of our institutions. The Roe v. Wade decision is just a top-line reason for why they were out there screaming their heads off in a residential neighborhood, threatening these justices and their families. This was the usual collection of radicals, maniacs, and mutants all parading around these residential streets, screaming at these justices as they were inside trying to have dinner with their families. There was some police activity, not much, some. And then last night, it was reported that Justice Alito, who is the main author of this decision, if it still stands, again, this is an if, it was reported that Justice Alito and his family have been moved to an undisclosed location for their safety. So this is third world stuff, as we well know. This is a Banana Republic stuff, completely outrageous that this is happening in the United States. But a couple of points here. First, we all need to pray for all of these justices, their families, and their safety. Second, this is exactly what that leaker intended. He or she wanted to endanger these justices as a lever to pressure the court into upholding Roe v. Wade. So not only have we seen both in this case But there are endless examples over many years of the death of civility, murdered by the left. But now we see the active encouragement of mob rule, intimidation tactics, and violence to achieve their ends. And when I say mob rule, I mean mob rule as in the mob, not just the group of people on the street, but I mean like organized crime. That's what we're actually dealing with here. Intimidation tactics, the threat of violence, and the use of violence in some cases to achieve their ends. We're being run by the mafia. Third, the White House not only refused to condemn this aggression late last week and over the weekend, but actively encouraged it by their silence. And it wasn't just the White House. Listen here to Speaker Nancy Pelosi. She's supposed to be Speaker of the House of Representatives, meaning the representatives of the people, us. Here she is calling on people to actively pressure Supreme Court justices. Uh, We have to be, uh, have a clarity in what this draft decision means so that the final decision doesn't go that far. The Chief Justice has said this is, this is authentic, 
but it is not final. I don't know mm -hmm. if these were authentic. It says real, right. but not final. So, uh, again, the, uh, Lincoln said public sentiment is everything. With it, you can yeah. accomplish almost anything. Without it, nothing. And women just have to weigh in. I don't yeah. think there's a good outcome here, but I think there's a better outcome than what we have seen in the first draft, which is radical. So you've got Nancy Pelosi actively encouraging this aggressive behavior, which could easily tip over into violence. And now here's Senator Elizabeth Warren Focahontas um, talking about Justice Alito's reasoning on the overturning of Roe v. Wade and how it ought to make all of your gay friends nervous. So when you read Justice Alito's opinion, what he focuses on is history. And he yeah. says... We don't have to protect uh, access to abortion because historically we haven't had that access. Boy, that ought to make your gay friends nervous. So do you see how the left manipulates? They lie, of course, but they manipulate all of the facts and smear and go out there and intimidate to try to turn arms put guns to people's heads, metaphorically, but God knows, once you go down this path, this is what they do. Again, we are being ruled by the mob. Yes, the mob's in the streets, but I mean like the literal mob, the left-wing mafia, the communist mafia. Throughout history, this is exactly how communists have behaved. In these relatively small cliques, whether it was, uh, you know, 1917 and the Russian Revolution or whether it's in the streets in 2022 America. The communists are a relatively small cabal, but they're able to grab power because they do operate like the mafia. So you have the left out there actively encouraging this kind of chaos, and it's because they need the chaos. Again, this is how communists operate. They need the chaos in order to actively destroy what they need to get out of their way so that they can start with a clean slate to rebuild in their image, in the image of Marx, in the image of Lenin. And I don't mean John Lenin. I mean Vladimir Lenin. They need the chaos. So therefore, they want the chaos and they stoke the chaos. Yesterday, in Wisconsin, Madison, Antifa thugs hurled at least one Molotov cocktail, speaking of the Russian Revolution, one Molotov cocktail into the offices of an anti-abortion group and scrawled a chilling message on the wall that read, if abortions aren't safe, you aren't either. Again, intimidation, fear tactics, violence, and the threat of violence. The damage was discovered yesterday morning, Mother's Day, <clears throat> when a passerby called police and reported seeing smoke coming out of the headquarters of that anti-abortion group, which is called Wisconsin Family Action. The Antifa symbol, a capital A inside a circle, was also scrawled on the wall, as well as the numbers 1312, which is code for ACAB, which stands for All Cops Are Bastards. Remember, you saw that scrawled a lot during the BLM Summer of Love. I remember going into the Treasury Department, the U.S. Treasury, a magnificent, imposing government structure made of marble with columns. I mean, it's spectacular. 
and Antifa thugs and BLM thugs had taken spray paint and put, you know, ACAB, 1312, all of these codes that the communists use to go after the cops and our institutions. In this case, in Wisconsin, a window was broken, books were burned, and there was graffiti on the walls. So do you guys remember when Joe Biden said during the campaign that Antifa didn't actually exist? It was, quote, just an idea. Well, that idea burned down our cities and destroyed countless businesses and killed and injured people in the summer of 2020. That idea is now dominating downtown Portland. And now this idea just bombed a pro-life group in Wisconsin. Some idea, right? And they're not getting prosecuted, so they just keep going. This is all of a piece. Guys, once again, I tell you that this is the deliberate destruction of our institutions to force their collapse. And by so doing, forcing the collapse of the country. That's what all of this is about. Whether it's the BLM Summer of Love or the Russia hoax meant to destroy a duly elected sitting president of the United States or skyrocketing inflation, or the wide-open southern border, it is all of a piece. It's all the deliberate takedown of America. They keep tearing and tearing at the fabric of our country, rending it apart. This is what they want, and they never stop. This is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They never rest, and when they falter or fail, they get right back up. They don't contemplate their navels. They don't sit there scratching their heads, wondering what went wrong. They just keep plowing forward. All of this, the attack on the Supreme Court justices, what happened in Wisconsin, which, by the way, is just the beginning— This is just Antifa and the left just getting started on violence and so on and using the whole Roe v. Wade thing as a lever to do it, just as they used the George Floyd uh, death as a lever to do it in 2020. We're coming up against an election here in six months. So every election year, this is what we're going to be up against, right? We're going to be held hostage to these kinds of violent tactics, It's disgusting and evil, but this is who they are. So look at them square in the eye. I know a lot of us want to turn off the TV. We don't want to read about it, but you've got to. You've got to look them square in the eye, as repulsive as these maggots are, because you have to know and understand your enemy in order to defeat and destroy them. They have no problem looking at us in the eye, because they intend to defeat and destroy us, so we've got to do the same. Leftists can break the law all over the place, burning down cities, destroying businesses, screaming outside Supreme Court justices' homes, vote trafficking, like we saw in Dinesh D'Souza's 2,000 mules. They can do all these things, and they skate. They skate conservative sneeze and get the book thrown at them. We cannot go on like this, guys. We cannot. Something's got to give. I want to bring you another really critical story here that uh, is terrifying and very dangerous. 
the World Health Organization, or the WHO, WHO, they have a pandemic treaty that they have designed. It's getting ready to move forward. And of course, Bill Gates and the WHO are behind all of this. And who is behind the WHO and Bill Gates? The Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. So as my friend Frank Gaffney and Steve Bannon and others have pointed out, all of this intentional destruction that we have been taking apart here on this show today and and always on this program, Joe Biden, when he is launching all of these destructive policies, they all have two things in common. Every one of his policies is intentionally destructive to our country. The other thing that it has in common is they all seem to benefit the CCP. All right, listen to this latest because this is beyond. And and everybody in the press has been covering this up. And even in the Congress, nobody is really focusing on this. The Biden administration has proposed to hand over control over pandemic and pandemic-related policies to the World Health Organization, giving them sweeping new powers at the expense of our own independence to make these decisions for our own people. Even without a new pandemic, the WHO will be able to dictate to the world, including us, if we're signatory to this, they'll be able to dictate to us not just public health policies, but even policies related to travel and trade. So the WHO, if this goes through, all of those restrictions, travel, trade, public health, lockdowns, you name it, all of those restrictions will come from the WHO and will have to be adopted by us. We will have no say. This is the China model brought to you by the same people who inflicted on us the pandemic in the first place, massive lockdowns, a shutdown of the economy, vaccine passports, all of the big surveillance state stuff that we've got going on. It all came out of China. And now China wants to run the show for the future. China, which is still engaged in these massive terror lockdowns in Shanghai and elsewhere, that's what they want for the rest of the world. That's what Biden and his team want for us. This whole institution, the WHO, it's controlled by the CCP. Bill Gates is deep in bed with them. Biden is deep in bed with them. They want total control over all of us by using future pandemics, which they will develop and release on purpose, no doubt, to shut down the United States and control us. I can't overstate how exceedingly dangerous this is. And the fact that the Biden administration proposed and pushed these amendments to give away our ability to make our own decisions, give away our national sovereignty, that tells you everything. They want this. International voting on these amendments and this whole new international agreement And this is a huge betrayal of our country, but Biden, of course, is pushing it. This international voting on all of this is going to happen May 22nd through the 24th. So it's coming up right around the corner. And the question is, is anybody in the U.S. awake on this? Is anybody going to challenge this? This is completely outrageous. This is an unbelievable power giveaway. 
And, and I mean, if you think you have no control now, just wait, just wait, because they will manufacture and then leverage and abuse future pandemics. I mean, if you think COVID-19 was bad, just wait, just wait. I think I'm going to have more on this later in the week because this is just an unbelievable story. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk to the one and only Natalie Winters of the National Pulse about the CCP, their spreading influence in the United States, Hunter Biden's laptop, oh, and the WHO. So sit tight. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy And you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. All right. Well, a lot of very important issues to discuss with my guest today, who is my good friend, and she's also an unparalleled investigative reporter with the superb news-breaking National Pulse. If you don't follow the National Pulse, if you don't go there, you got to start immediately because they're breaking the news stories that the propaganda press will not and cannot break. Their website is thenationalpulse.com and their editor-in-chief is the great Rahim Kassam, who is also a very good friend of mine, and he is extremely fortunate. I hope he knows how fortunate he really is to have as his chief investigative reporter, Natalie Winters. Natalie is an intrepid reporter, which is ever more rare these days. She's just extraordinary. And you've seen her on Steve Bannon's War Room and other places. And she joins me now to break some news. Hi, Natalie. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Well, it's a delight to have you here as well. And uh, we've got a lot to talk to, including the latest on the Hunter Biden laptop, which you and Raheem broke all kinds of news on months ago. You've seen the entire hard drive. I want to talk to you about that and the latest on the Wuhan lab as well. So we're going to do two very important segments with Natalie here. But first, Natalie, let's start with the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, buying up and buying off a lot of America. You have been doing amazing work on this at the National Pulse. So let's get into what you're working on right now, because I know that you haven't talked about it yet publicly. So this is the first time you're discussing this. The CCP is expanding its efforts to infiltrate American agriculture meaning our our farmland and our food supplies. So tell us what you have found. Sure. So I have spent a lot of my career in the reporting that I've done tracking Chinese Communist Party infiltration into really everywhere in America that matters, whether that's, you know, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, the White House, all the way to our congressional officials, even academia and media. And a common tactic that the Chinese Communist Party likes to use, in addition to, of course, business deals and just sending people a bunch of money, um, is these things that are basically taking American officials, people who have power in the United States, overseas on trips to China. Um, They're often subsidized by the Chinese Communist Party. And then upon return, um, specifically in the case of journalists, this was one of the big stories we had put up about a year ago, um, we saw that these journalists were then compelled, uh, the contracts that kind of detailed the arrangements, to give the Chinese Communist Party, quote, favorable coverage. That's a direct quote, as as crazy as it seems, but that kind of helps you understand maybe why the, the rest of the propaganda press, as you call it, is not talking about these stories. So my interest is always peaked when I start seeing American officials from kind of any industry or any sect of society um, starting to take these sponsored trips to China because that's typically a telltale sign that the Chinese Communist Party um, is now focusing on that group of people, that industry. Um, it's of interest to them. So I would say really with the, the hostile takeover um, of the Biden regime of this country was when the Chinese Communist Party really started amplifying its efforts to go after American farmers. And what I mean by that, this is specifically the efforts uh, of a group known as the United States Heartland China Association. It might sound innocuous, maybe even, you know, nice. Uh, we we want to collaborate with China. But in this case, it's it's just a euphemism. This is a group that is deeply tied to the Chinese Communist Party. Um, a lot of their united front groups. So this is a a multi-billion dollar effort that's funded by China, specifically the People's Liberation Army. So it really is political warfare at its finest. Um, Their whole goal, and this is again, you know, as documented and reported repeatedly by even the FBI, the U.S. State Department, um, is to find and assess potential Americans who can effectively do the bidding of the Chinese Communist Party on behalf of them. So with this group, which has kind of served as I would say the primary and major conduit for the Chinese Communist Party to make its foray into American agriculture and American farmland, they've been taking dozens of American agriculture officials, including mayors um, of a lot of towns in and across the Midwest on trips to China. And upon return, you can actually see that these mayors have begun writing op-eds very favorable of increasing uh, collaboration with China, particularly on agriculture. Um, And I would say probably the the most concerning is that this problem really goes all the way to the top. 
And what I mean by that is that Tom Vilsack, who is the current Secretary of Agriculture, uh, a very influential role, um, has previously partnered with this group along with some other Chinese Communist Party-linked organizations. And just recently, um, a few weeks ago, Nick Burns, who is our current ambassador to China, actually headlined an event sponsored by this group. So if you really dig into this group, you can see that they're trying to go after American farmers to make them more amenable um, to collaborating with the Chinese Communist Party. But as we know, um, as, as I, I'm a very proud China hawk, uh, collaboration with the Chinese Communist Party never benefits Americans, let alone American workers, and especially with, the, with this all going on amidst supply chain issues um, and really food shortages. I think the timing is really, really interesting. So that's kind of the overview, but I'd be happy to get into any specifics. Fantastic. We're talking to the great Natalie Winters of the nationalpulse.com, breaking all these important stories. You know, last fall, Natalie, you broke this story and you reported how Biden cabinet secretaries like Secretary Vilsack and these local mayors are colluding with the CCP on agriculture policy. And it struck me, you know, having been in the Treasury Department during the last two years of the Trump administration being with Secretary Mnuchin and Ambassador Lighthizer um, in the final negotiations of the phase one China deal, there were huge elements of that trade deal that were meant to protect America's farmers and force the Chinese to buy our farm products and our food products and our grain and our wheat and so on. And the Chinese agreed to do it. Well, they got rid of Donald Trump, didn't they? And now they've got a new president in there who is far more willing, in fact, enthusiastic um, to give away the store, to not protect our farmers, to put our farmers and make them more vulnerable to this kind of CCP influence. Do you consider this, Natalie, treason? Because I think this walks right up to it, if not crosses that line. 100%. I think that word gets thrown around a lot and sometimes cheapened. But in this instance, I think it's, it's totally valid. Um, I think you, you bring up a very interesting point in terms of negotiating the trade deal with China and tariffs. Uh, the way that I can always say it's a, a surefire sign that someone has been compromised or or at least uh, semi-compromised, if that's even a possibility when it comes to the Chinese Communist Party. Um, they really, really launched an intense effort to get American pundits, American officials to oppose these tariffs. It's very clear the Chinese Communist Party did not like them. Um, a lot of the journalists that I was speaking about before who had taken these trips to China in exchange for favorable coverage, when they returned, a lot of times the op-eds that they would write or tweet about would be attacking Trump's trade war with China, mm -hmm. um, the tariffs. So, so that was kind of an interesting tell. But I think that this strategy, um, the one that we're talking about now in, in terms of going actually for the farmers and agriculture officials instead of going for the pundit class and trying to change the narrative, I think represents a much more nefarious angle of attack from the Chinese Communist Party. But again, you know, a lot of the reporting I do, a lot of the, the media I do, I'm always hitting the Chinese Communist Party because certainly they're launching these massive, massive offensive and, and really crusades to get to the heart um, of American society, whether it's agriculture, media, academia, or politics. But, you know, make no mistake, uh, the Chinese Communist Party is only as successful uh, as their American counterparts will allow them. And I think in this instance, uh, we've listed the names of all the officials who, who've taken these trips, um, along with the people who've, you know, just collaborated in events with them. Um, but I really think it speaks, you know, all the way down to, to people in agriculture, but really just to the heart of American society, people at, you know, the top of, of these power structures and academia, media, 
are so, so, so eager um, and willing to sell out. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that it gets to a bigger issue. You know, a lot of times I like to focus on elite compromise, right? The idea that Americans have been bought and sold off by the Chinese Communist Party. And that's certainly true. But I think that that takes away a lot of the agency from the Americans involved in it. So I, I prefer the kind of worldview on this of the concept of elite merger. Um, and what I mean by that is that it's not just that these you know, useless idiot type Americans are, are selling out to the Chinese Communist Party. They are knowingly engaging with the Chinese Communist Party, the world's most brutal regime and existential threat to, to American power and really our way of life um, in exchange, not just for money, um, but at the end of the day, and I think this certainly dovetails with the Hunter Biden and really more broadly the Biden family and their relationship with China, um, but I think that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a sad problem that we have to confront, but I think the, the American ruling class really envies um, the, the power and the authority uh, that the Chinese Communist Party has over their citizens, over yes. their subjects, really. And that's why they're so willing to sell out, because it's not a match made in heaven, uh, but a match made in hell. Um, because there are a lot of similarities there. Yes, and I love your phrase, elite merger. That's exactly what it is. That's brilliant, Natalie. Um, One final question on this subject, uh, because it's a big one, and we will certainly have you and Raheem back to to expand on it. But And we're going to do another whole segment with Natalie on uh, the COVID-19 Wuhan lab cover-up and and the Hunter Biden laptop here in a second. But, you know, Natalie, we hear a lot about Bill Gates buying up American farmland. How concerned should we be about that? And is there any connection to what you're describing here, his purchases and the CCP? Yes, uh, unfortunately, I regret to inform everyone, but there is. So not only does Bill Gates invest a ton in American farmland and is actually the the largest owner, at least private owner of American farmland currently, um, his foundation uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, at least that, that's what it's called for now, um, also plows tens of millions, if not, frankly, probably billions of dollars into agriculture across the world. And really, if you kind of look at the trajectory of all these grants and what they're buying land for, um, it's certainly not to enable Americans to be able to eat what they want. It's to have you subscribe to a very specific you know, plant-based type of diet. He's been on record saying that. So I think it's certainly interesting how they're kind of playing with and manipulating the farmland to even achieve social goals. Um, but Bill Gates obviously has a long track record, not just uh, while he was working at Microsoft, um, but even in, in his philanthropic endeavors of collaborating with the Chinese Communist Party. Um, but it, just as specifically in the realm of agriculture, there was a recent event that also had ties to this U.S. Heartland China Association, but another united front group. Uh, called the China People's Association for Friendship uh, and Foreign Contact. And that's, again, a very funny-sounding name, very innocuous, but their their purpose is very nefarious. Um, So a lot of these kind of foreign influence groups sponsor these events, and people speak, but there's, you know, that's kind of the the facade of the event. But but behind the scenes um, is where I think the the deals go down, uh, to to put it euphemistically. Um, But Bill Gates was recently involved in one of these groups' um, events, um, so again, it, the way the Chinese Communist Party does their foreign influence operations, they're meant to be covert, right? It's not something that's necessarily publicly available. But with the information that we have available, which is a lot, um, I think there really is reason for concern uh, that you see this sort of elite merger. I think Bill Gates is a perfect example of that. 
Um, and, you know, we want the Chinese Communist Party nowhere near anything, let alone our, our labs and deadly pathogens like, you know, combat coronaviruses. But when we start talking about uh, food and food supply and supply chain issues all the way down to, you know, the crops that we need to survive, I think that's when it starts to get really, really, really scary. Um, so I definitely think this is a story that everyone should be paying attention to. Ab- absolutely. And that elite merger has been going on a long time. And the the fact that our ruling class has allowed this kind of economic dependency on China is completely outrageous, a total betrayal. And I do use the word treason. This is what Natalie is describing here. This is just one front in the multi-pronged attack on our country from the CCP, but it's an immediate, direct, and deadly serious one. So we should all be paying attention. Natalie, I want you to stand by. We've got much more with Natalie coming straight up. But before we hit this quick break, I want to take a moment to welcome a new sponsor, Birch Gold. You hear me talking all the time about the weakening economy and skyrocketing inflation, which is sure to get worse before it gets better. Have you considered what could happen in the stock market if our economy truly stalls out? Don't wait until that happens. Take some of your profits from the stock market right now and solidify them with gold from Birch Gold. You know, throughout history, gold has maintained its value better than any other investment in the world. Text MONICA to 989-898 for a free zero-obligation info kit on holding gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Again, text MONICA to 989-898 and secure all the gains that you have made while you still can. More with Natalie Winters straight ahead. And I am rejoined by the great, superb investigative reporter, Natalie Winters of The National Pulse. Go to thenationalpulse.com to get all of her breaking stories on so many critical issues that the propaganda press simply will not or cannot cover. Okay, Natalie, let's turn to the COVID-19 Wuhan lab cover-up because you've done amazing work on this story too. And you've got a new story about the absolute villain, Peter Daszak, who is the head of EcoHealth Alliance, uh, which used research grants administered by another absolute villain, Dr. Anthony Fauci, to collaborate with the Wuhan Institute of Virology and to conduct that very dangerous gain-of-function research. Now Peter Daszak is demanding another nearly $1 trillion of our tax money to do what? Yes, when I when I read this story for the first time, the, the original article by Peter Doshak, even my jaw dropped. And believe me, I have a very low uh, <laughs> low bar, I think, when it comes to, to what I expect from Peter Doshak. But yeah, so so just to briefly contextualize, so Peter Peter Doshak is someone who, as you said, has worked with the Wuhan Institute of Virology for a very very long time. In his own words, he admits to working on quote killer viruses with his Chinese colleagues. That's a direct quote. Um, But he's also someone who really has spearheaded, um, and I use that word in its full force, um, really the cover-up of COVID-19's origins. Not only did he serve on the Lancet Medical Journal's COVID-19 origins team before being recused, um, but he also served on the World Health Organization's COVID-19 investigation team. And anytime he had any semblance of power, he always used it really to further the Chinese Communist Party's line in terms of where COVID-19 came from, i.e. it came from a wet market, it came from, you know, bat soup, whatever the narrative was 
of the day. This is someone who is privately emailing his colleagues to really get in line and, and follow what he was saying, um, or else he would be very displeased with them. So that makes the story all the more egregious because this is someone who really has no interest um, in preventing pandemics, let alone finding where this one started. Um, as we know, the Wuhan Institute of Virology is, is the most likely answer to that question. Um, but, you know, I think Peter Doshak and these people in this, uh, I would call it a grift of pandemic prevention, really never miss an opportunity uh, to ask for more money from the federal government. So in this case, Peter Doshak and a couple co-authors wrote an op-ed, which, which was based off a a scientific journal paper that they had published, uh, I would say, a few days prior, um, where they actually outline how much money they want from Joe Biden to fund their pandemic prevention efforts. And the number in total comes to over $800 um, million. And that's just the base figure. They say annually, well, you know, we'll see what we need. It's, it's, it's very, a very good read, uh, the way they phrase it. I've never seen someone so nonchalantly ask for, for nearly <laughs> a trillion dollars. Um, but what, or rather 800 billion, I think I said million. Um, but what's so, so I think interesting about this, and I think, again, even gets to this broader concept of elite merger as opposed to elite compromise. Um, when I first started looking at COVID-19 and, and a lot of these groups that had links to the Wuhan Institute of Virology that were very forceful in their cover-up of COVID-19's origins, um, these were all groups that were involved in the term pandemic prevention. Um, and at first I thought, you know, oh, that's that's really just a scam, right? All, all these groups uh, just seem to be getting, you know, tens of millions, in this case, nearly a trillion dollars from the federal government to work on preventing pandemics. Well, look where we are. We have a pandemic. Uh, the Biden regime's response to COVID-19 has been abysmal. And frankly, a lot of these people who, who build themselves as pandemic prevention experts were some of the loudest voices criticizing President Trump uh, when he issued his travel ban on people mm -hmm. coming from China. So it really makes you, you know, scratch your head. What, you know, trust the experts, but they don't really even know what they're doing. So I think now, you know, years into this thing, and I, I feel like I've really done a lot of investigation and research into these people. And my belief now is it's not that pandemic prevention is a, is a scam. It's really a racket. And what I mean by that is that these people are essentially creating the problems that they then need trillions of dollars to respond to. And frankly, I think that critique probably applies to a lot of these pharmaceutical companies too. Um, but just in the case of EcoHealth Alliance, um, it seems sort of silly uh, that they're so comfortable demanding a trillion dollars to respond to viruses that don't exist in nature, um, but viruses that they're essentially creating in tandem uh, with partners like the Wuhan Institute of Virology through these manipulation type experiments. And I think too, the kicker to all this, you know, obviously uh, transparency and government spending don't go together typically. That's not something I, you know, would word associate. But in this case, I think when, when you get to the, the spending with these foreign labs, whether they're in Ukraine or China, um, you know, I really think given that this research is being funded by taxpayer dollars, trillions of them at that, uh, you know, we should be able to audit where this money is going and get a clear answer. The fact that it took us nearly two years into the pandemic to even get the NIH to finally admit that there was gain-of-function research going on at the Wuhan Institute of Virology right. really shows you, I think, how messed up the ecosystem is. This is really, and again, we're talking to Natalie Winters of the NationalPulse.com. This is really, the, the fox wants to guard the hen house, right? And these people caused the pandemic, 
And now they say, give us a trillion dollars so we can prevent the next one. This is epic gaslighting with our hard-earned tax money. And when we talk about, or when they talk about pandemic protection, you know, once again, the ultimate villain or one of the ultimate villains, Bill Gates, raises his head again. Here he is. He just published a new book, Natalie, about that. And again, this is like the arsonist claiming to want to put out the fire. All of this pandemic protection BS is just a scam, or or worse, it's a cover for what they have done, the crimes that they have committed with COVID, and likely a distraction from their future crimes, which they're no doubt already planning with the next pandemic. You're totally correct. And I think what's so enraging about this is that the Biden regime is very willing to continue giving them funds. Um, EcoHealth Alliance, which is the group that's funded, or sorry, ran by Peter Doshak, actually received very recently, um, just back in January, one of their largest ever grants from the federal government, uh, specifically from USAID, the Agency for International Development. And even since the onset of COVID-19, Um, The NIH, the National Institutes of Health, including the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, which is run by Anthony Fauci, has continued to send grants to China-based scientific organizations. And, you know, any China-based science lab, uh, institution, whatever you want to call it, is therefore a Chinese Communist Party-run scientific organization. And believe it or not, the, uh, the, the Gates Foundation has also done that, too. Since COVID-19, they've given millions to fund Chinese uh, research even one um, at a Wuhan-based facility, not the Wuhan Institute of Virology, but it was part of a broader partner network of that lab. So I really think it shows you um, that they're not learning from their, their mistakes. And I also think that people need to be to be very careful because a lot of times, you know, you you, you nailed it when you say it's, it's like having the, the arsonist put out the fire. Uh, because now, you know, every now and then from the Biden regime, you'll have some official say something about China and you see the mainstream media run with it and say, oh, so-and-so is talking tough on China. That's not the case. It's, it's all a cover. It's, it's really, it's just boilerplate from, from these people. Um, you know, they, they love to, to point to Joe Biden uh, because some diplomats didn't go to the Olympics. That's apparently talking tough on China. Um, but if you look behind the business deals, the compromise, these people will never fully, fully call out the Chinese Communist Party for what they are. Um, they'll just do it enough to, I think, kind of distract a little bit. Um, but then when it comes to money, when it comes to groups like EcoHealth Alliance, you know, they're willing to just ask for a trillion dollars uh, to fund the, their pandemic prevention. I use that as in loose terms possible. Um, and keep in mind, just about, I think it was about a month after COVID-19 uh, allegedly broke out, at least according to reports from the, the Chinese Communist Party, um, EcoHealth Alliance actually, with funds from the National Institutes of Health, um, actually wrote a paper arguing in defense of scientific collaboration with the Chinese Communist Party. Um, and among the, the researchers listed on this paper were people from Wuhan, um, the Wuhan lab. So that just shows you where the mindset of America's scientific community is. It's not with, I think, truth or actually doing science to, to understand the world and for altruistic purposes. It's all about money. 
Um, yes. that's a very, very, I think, dangerous cocktail when you have the Chinese Communist Party involved because that's their MO. Yes. And when they talk about pandemic prevention, it's all an Orwellian inversion of the language. It's the exact opposite of what they're telling you that this is all about. And they're also deeply in bed uh, with the CCP. One final question for you before I let you go, Natalie. Um, all of these characters, all of these criminals, Anthony Fauci, Peter Daszak, they all belong in federal prison, okay? But the deep state, they, they continues to protect them. They continue to protect each other. Do you think Daszak and Fauci, um, Bill Gates even, do you think that any of these characters will ever be held accountable for their crimes? Well, I always joke that Nina Jankowitz, the new minister of truth, is kind of their uh, new PR agent. Yes. Because um, I'm sure she'll be running interference for all these truthful stories that they hope don't get out. Um, you know, I, I don't like false hope. Um, I'm also a skeptic. But the fact that Francis Collins resigned from the NIH, someone who has been there for decades and has a, a track record, very, very, very long, uh, someone who is very established in that, that field, that industry, the fact that he resigned um, did give me hope. And what I mean by that is that I think Francis Collins saw the writing on the wall and saw that there really was something rotten at the NIH, uh, to, to quote. Um, and I, I think that, you know, at this point with the Biden regime and power, do I think they're cronies uh, in the form of Anthony Fauci and uh, Peter Doshak? Peter Doshak was also a, a major Biden donor. Fun fact, so is Anthony Fauci's wife. Um, do I think those people will go to jail uh, with the current power structure we have now? No. Um, but if we were to see a, a different president come 2024, um, I do think that there is a chance that we would see the agencies that have become so corrupted, all the three-letter ones, mm -hmm. a lot of times with Chinese Communist Party influence. No, I was going to say be weaponized, but it's not even be weaponized. Actually fulfill their duties and serve their purpose. Um, restore the rule of law, restore accountability, I think that there is a chance. And also, I have to say, just specifically on the Wuhan COVID stuff, um, I think there is an appetite in Congress. I think if if uh, the Republicans win back uh, the, in midterms in, in 2022, uh, I've already seen rumblings from a lot of Republican congressmen who want to subpoena EcoHealth Alliance, who want to subpoena all of their contractors, want to get Fauci under oath again, um, and I think that's the kind of appetite that we need um, to actually hold these people accountable because, you know, it's not like we're the left. We don't have to manufacture narratives and dossiers and launder information. We just need to get these people speaking under oath about what they know because either, either they will A, perjure themselves or B, if they tell the truth, um, then I think that the crimes speak for themselves. So I think there is hope. I think we just got to be smart and and wait a little bit, just a little bit longer. But the re the Republican Party and smart are not two words that necessarily go with each other, <laughs> Natalie, but I, I share your sense of hope and optimism. And I thank you so much for bringing it here today because it, it, exposure of these crimes is step one. You and Raheem have done an extraordinary job with that at the nationalpulse.com. And then once we gain control of Congress, hopefully people like Rand Paul, who's been leading the charge against Fauci and his crimes – 
that that Congress then will continue that, take up the torch, continue the exposure of these crimes. And then the next step after that is prosecution and conviction. And I hope to goodness that we finally get to that point for the American people, but also for the world. We need to see justice in all of this. Natalie, you've been extraordinary. You guys, you see what I mean about what an extraordinary investigative journalist Natalie Winters is. She's one of the very few in America. So please follow her on social media and go to thenationalpulse.com for all of her and Raheem Kassam's extraordinary reporting. Natalie, thank you so much. We will cover the Hunter Biden laptop with you next time, okay? Thank you so much for having me. Happy to do so. You got it. Thanks, Natalie. We'll be back in a flash. All right, guys, as we wrap up a very important show today, let's dip into the email bag. And I know we debuted new music last week. We're going to stick with this music. So I appreciate all of your feedback. I've got a couple of emails here. I want to read about it. But keep those emails coming on any subject. Let me know what's on your mind. Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget on social media on Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore and on Twitter and Truth Social at Monica Crowley. All right. Bill writes, hello, Monica. Absolutely enjoy your show. Good job. Keep it going. Wonderful insight and viewpoint on our state of the nation. Show's music theme seems to be chosen correctly by yourself. It's so upbeat and catchy. Do you think it should change? Well, maybe the theme song to I Dream of Genie" as you are definitely the I Dream of Genie" of the podcast world. <laughs> um, well, I love I Dream of Genie," Bill, so thank you. I appreciate that, but I think we're going to stick with this music. Antonia writes, hi, Monica, your podcast is excellent and you're awesome, but on the music, I don't really care. Whatever you decide is fine. Okay, Antonio, good to know you're on board. Kyle writes, I confess I miss the old music, but would listen always to you anyway. Loving the show. Many thanks, Kyle. And Kenny writes, so I know you don't want to pay for the music, but the perfect song is out there. Our lips are sealed by the Go-Go's. Kenny, one of my all-time favorite songs and groups. And the Go-Go's are now in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. You go, girls. All right, Kenny, thank you so much. Keep those emails coming. Check me out again on social media, Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore, Twitter and Truth Social at Monica Crowley. Have a great day, and I will see you right back here on Wednesday. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.